fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Fitness and Fun in Bali, Egypt, or wherever Hattie decides to go for the week. Uh, we get fit everywhere. My name's Scott Schweitzer. I'm the Clydesdale. She's Hattie Canyo. She's a champion. And her coach is Tristan Patrick, and he is down there in the lower square. What's going on, guys? Good evening. Good evening. Hello. Can I just tell you? Good morning, actually. <laughs> Yeah, morning. Yeah. The um one of the few joys I get is being creative in doing this podcast thing. Um I've been doing it for four years, put out over a thousand episodes. And it I am so stoked at the way your thumbnail came out. Can I just say? Yeah, I love it. Um I'm gonna pull it up. If you're on YouTube, you saw this. Whoops, that is not it. That's good old Canva. That is the tool. I, now we're on the journey to how it was created. Um, let me try this one more time. No, not that. There we go. This one. I was so pumped how this came yeah, out. Because I was expecting so like the Bali one that we've been having every time. And then I saw that and I was like, damn, that's awesome. Yeah, so the, the crowd is actually... A picture from Elfit. Um, yeah, so it is about nice. Elfit. And then I just faded it to the background, superimposed you out in front with your big honking medal for winning <laughs> Elfit. And then, yeah, it just came out so cool. You kind of made me look a little more jacked. Come on. <laughs> hey, I just, took, I just grabbed the picture. You got to play with the lighting. Girls before you yeah. jumped up there. <laughs> but yeah anyway enough about me patting myself on the back um we're gonna talk about Eddie today uh kenneth the lab says coach crispy cream's in the house what's up kenneth <laughs> i approve this nickname I do it, too. It, you've got it forever on this show I'm, I'm good with it he he threw it out there one night on uh we were both on watching us a, a spin episode and commenting and I commented, and then he was like, Coach Krispy Kreme. And I was like, all right, I guess it's official. I love it. Yeah. So, Hattie did a thing. We talked, thing. we talked from Egypt a couple weeks ago before the competition. Then we gave you a recovery week to go hang with camels and see pyramids and do all that kind of stuff. Um, and now we're back to talk about your championship, which is freaking awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. So Elfit takes place in Egypt. How many days is the competition? It is three. So it's not like a regular, like Friday or Thursday, Friday, Saturday. No, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, because they're 
first day of the week is actually on Sunday, which is crazy. But yeah, so it was uh, three days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And that must explain why you get days confused and tell Kristen to come on tomorrow night, <laughs> me to come on an hour ago. <laughs> so good. Wait, you thought tomorrow? <laughs> you <laughs> messaged me and said Thursday. Well, it is Thursday for me. I'm aware. <laughs> you were oh, like, man. you were Guys, like, I'm still out of it. It's not even funny. No, it's fine. You're like, Scott's going to send you the link. And I was like, all right, cool. And then he texted me this morning and I was like, I know what happened. <laughs> I know what happened. We got it all cleared up. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, and I'm posting all over my Instagram. Guys, we're going on. And then I'm glad you two were like, no, it's an hour. As soon as I posted it too, I was like, you know what? I think something is wrong here. <laughs> but I didn't realize the time change. So we don't do that here in Indonesia. So Indonesia, you're now a we? Yeah. Never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So you'll be competing in Asia? Apparently. For the <laughs> so, <laughs> there you go. All right. So so you go to Egypt. What is it like leading up to? Like, what is your prep going into the event? Um is this your one big competition for the off season? Yeah, it is. We were po- we were planning on Dubai as well, doing the qualifier, but they decided not to have a qualifier this year and just invited. So, um, yeah, I was hoping for that, but yeah, I'm I'm okay with it. I got a few niggles that I'm trying to work out, so it's totally fine. And that was like a really good just taste of competition. I'm really glad that I, I did that. Um, but yeah, leading up to it, it was kind of tough because it's so different over there. And like, it was hard to find food at first and all of that. But once I kind of found my rhythm, then it was, it was kind of normal, I guess. I found like a little market that I was able to find what I needed. Um, and yeah, it was pretty chill before Jake and I stayed at the town when I got on the podcast with you at first, it was just like this small little beach town. Um, we kind of had like a chill four days there. And then when we moved uh, into the city, we found a really cool CrossFit gym and I was able to um, get all my workouts done. And yeah. Sorry. So what's that like? Are our gyms a plenty in Egypt or were you just lucky enough to find one right around where you were at? No, there, there are a lot. Um, but we messaged this gym and we found like a really nice little Airbnb that was pretty close to it. So, um, and they were, they were amazing. They were like, yeah, it's free for you the whole time that you're here, uh, leading up to Elfit. So that was super cool. And then we met the owner and he was actually competing on a team um, at Alpha as well, and he's pretty amazing. So, yeah, they were just really good. And then when we got there, they have like a little cafe with uh, really nice meals too. So I just ate there the whole time. Um, so I was able to get my um, healthy meals in. Um, and it's a really cool gym. It's a CrossFit gym, and then they're attached to the 
uh, gold's gym. So we had like all the bodybuilding stuff on one side and then we had like the CrossFit stuff on the other side. It was super cool. So what does coaching look like from halfway around the world? Lots and lots of video messages and uh, WhatsApp messages. Uh, we had pretty good communication, I feel like, leading up to Elfit and like that week prior and through her training to lead up to it. Um, just kind of being diligent with checking my WhatsApp kind of in the morning because I'm getting up around the time she's heading to bed. And then uh, we hop on uh, like a video call every two weeks anyways. Um, usually it's in the evening for me and in the morning for her just to catch up on how our training's going, how life's going, um, how she's doing with her coaching as well because she's one of our coaches. Um, so we had the communication thing figured out. It was actually easier when she was in Egypt because the time zones were less further apart. Um, so we were actually operating on the same day when she was there. Uh, so yeah, it made it, a made it a little bit easier. Um, but yeah, we just tried to, I just tried to make sure communication was high and making sure she was as prepared as she could be making sure her body felt as good as she could and just kind of managing that stuff. So the qualifier, how do you smoked the qualifier? So what yeah. kind of confidence did that give you going into the event? Um, yeah, it gave me a lot of confidence. I need to kind of learn how to, how to control that, though, because, I mean, even going in, like, the first day, it didn't go the way that I had hoped. And that kind of, even though I was still in fourth, so it was fine, I just, like, I don't know, I, I think I just... I did that with the qualifiers. So then I just assumed, okay, you're just going to be in first for the, for the first day. And that's just something that I need to kind of, you know, not look at that. I need to control that a little bit better, but yeah, I went in pretty confident. Um, yeah. So I don't know how, I don't know how to ask this cause, but I'm going to try. So you go in confident and you, and expectations are not met on the first day. When I witnessed you in person in Pasadena, I could say the same thing about day one, right? Your expectation. So is that something that you need practice with in saying, okay, this didn't go to plan, but I still have a lot in my, in my control. Yeah, I think so. I think that's always kind of been a thing for me is like the confidence thing. And then like, I don't know, that's just something I've worked on for a very long time. Um, and then maybe not, maybe learning how to not have like too high of expectations. That's something that Tristan and I have talked about too, is like, yeah, just maybe not going in with like too crazy because I mean, that's just how I am. I even like going to a new movie or something. I don't like having high expectations because if it's shitty, then I'm like so down. <laughs> I get like so sad or so upset. Like I'm just a very emotional person. So I think that, yeah, maybe not going in with too crazy expectations and just kind of like focusing on, I mean, what my mindset coach always tells me, like focus on what you can control. And that's literally just like one workout at a time, I think like just focusing on maybe 
the one workout rather than the day be like, oh, this day is going to go so well, or the whole competition, like going in being like, this competition is going to go like this rather than maybe I need to focus on like, okay, let's just focus on the first workout and then do it. Right. And then focus on the second workout and put that first workout behind me, you know, kind of thing. So I don't know. That's just something that I think I need to maybe reflect, maybe journal about and just try to go in to semifinals with that mindset. The reason I ask is I, I think I can relate a lot to that whole thing. I'm the same way with movies. Like if I have a high expectation, it usually does not meet that expectation. So I try to go in with low. Um, and then like, even like podcasting, right? Like I can have a run a podcast where like my confidence is growing and growing and growing. And it just takes one to like throw me off that rail. And like, why does it, why does that happen? Like a thousand shows and one show is going to throw me off my rail. Like it, it may, it doesn't make sense to me. And so I was hoping you were going to give me some kind of wisdom. <laughs> Ooh, what kind of wisdom could I get? Yeah. No, I, I don't know. I think it's because we just expect ourselves to do really well. And then if we don't, then I mean, for me, I think that that's the end of the world. I, I think that I see it as in I'm not good enough um, when I do when I don't do well. Um, what? Why am I gonna cry right now? <laughs> that's not supposed to happen. But yeah, like the second something goes wrong, then I just automatically think that I'm not good enough. But like I know that that's not the case. I just think that that's like embedded deep down that I need to definitely work on um but yeah <laughs> yeah I, well, I had the same conversation with my nutrition coach last week about self-worth what it means why is it so fragile all those things yeah. um and i think it's something we all go through tristan is a coach w what is your role in this i I try to always be the, the reminder on the, like in the immediate side of it with when we're in a competition, like how did your performance go relative to you? Did you execute? Did you do those things? The things that are in her control or an athlete's control and then reminding, like, there's a lot of fitness left. Like it's okay. There's time, you know, and something that, I always try to keep in the back of my head <clears throat> is on the competitive side with the actual scores, numbers, all that stuff, like Jack of all trades, master of none, the OG of OG CrossFit sayings. And that's what I try to remind people like, Hey, you had these two events that favored this kind of athlete. Like I try to coach all my athletes to be really, really well-rounded so I have a, I have that confidence in my head of like knowing, okay, like we're going to do well here. We're going to do well here. This is a really big strength for an athlete like Hattie. Like, and that gives me a little bit of confidence to kind of stand there and say like, it's going to be okay. There's a lot of fitness left. Let's kind of keep moving. Um, but you know, what you guys are describing is really, really common. And it's something we all athletes and human beings kind of have to work through managing right um expectations and 
you know, it's, it's difficult. I think something I've thought about a lot with CrossFit for the athletes in particular is it requires so much and it's so difficult. And there is those goals of making this competition or winning this competition or whatever. So those goals are in turn kind of like an expectation because that's what you're working toward. So it's really hard to put in all this work and try so hard and have these goals and then not use that as like the scale that you measure yourself on sometimes. It's really difficult. Um, so it's, I think it's just something we kind of all have to continue to work on. So my guy Jay Birch says, you can only control certain things. Everything outside that needs to be out of your mind. And I totally agree, but my God, is that so much easier to say than do? Like so much easier. But I want to. I want now. I want to bring it back full circle, right? So you you have a day one that doesn't meet expectations, but this time you took control of that, and and the weekend starts going your way. So did you learn anything in that moment when that happened? Um. Yeah, I, I think it was just controlling my mind, like instead of being down on myself for a long time, like I usually would, it was just, it was thinking of Tristan's words or my mindset coach's words, just being like, hey, we've still got so many more events to go and um, like you need to just focus on what you can control. And that doesn't mean that you can't, um, ask questions because there were a couple things that like went out of my uh, that went out of my control and like I didn't have Tristan there to help me uh, a lot of people had like their coach or their significant other and like I had Jake but I love Jake so much but he's just kind of there to he doesn't really want to do that dirty work and that's totally fine he's already there to support me and I totally understand that so if I had like someone there that you know, could go talk to somebody about an event that happened or something that happened, but I had to take that into my own. And I, I even texted Tristan about the situation and he's like, it doesn't hurt to ask. And then if nothing comes out of it, then we just move on. So I, I did that. And I talked to some people and like the language barrier wasn't great. Like one guy, I know he did not like me in the moment, but at the end of the competition, I actually went up to him and I said, like, I apologize for, you know, like I was in heated in the moment. I wasn't yelling at him or anything. We just kind of like had a little bit of an argument because of the language barrier, like he didn't know where I was coming from. I didn't know where he was coming from. So at the very end, like, I apologize. I was like, sorry that we, you know, like disagreed or whatever, but I appreciate all your help. And like, you did amazing, blah, 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 whatever. And I think he really appreciated that. And, and he was like, yeah, blah, 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 whatever. It was, it all ended to be good. But yeah, on that first day, I you know, I focused on that. I asked some questions. It didn't go the way that I had hoped. And then I just let it go at that point. Right. I was like, okay, time to move on to the next day. So I think that that was something, you know, I'm proud of that. I was able to, um, you know, focus on what I could control. And if nothing came out of it, then that was fine. And I just moved on. It was on to the next day. And I was like, it's freaking moving day. And then Day two went amazing, and it does light a little fire under your butt when it does go that well. And I, 
I had to reflect as well and look at my scoring on the first day. And I did look at it and was like, Hey, this is, these aren't bad, you know, performances. There were a couple little things that maybe I wish that I did better on, but that's literally just things that I need to work on as well. Right. As an athlete, like the swim event, it's like, okay, I think I need to do more swimming under fatigue. Right. Going into the water. I was like, okay, I think we're good. And I thought of your, your, you know, um, tips that you gave me, but I, I was just tired and I hadn't really trained swimming enough and that's fine too. Right. Like we didn't really peak like we would for semifinals for this. And I knew that. And I thought of that going in, right. You don't really think of that, but then once you think about it, you're like, Oh, like I'm not peaked like I usually would for semis. So I just need to look at this as, you know, do the best that you can with what you've been doing lately. Right. So, yeah. And, and, and what is the over, you also have to think, what is the overall goal? Is the goal to win or is the goal to learn? Or is it just to see where you're at to go into the season? Yeah. I think going in, it was like, okay, I want to win this. But at the same time, it's like, okay, I just need to, what did I make a few posts on? I need to have fun, right? Like I need to remember to have fun. And this is what I'm trying to learn. So I think it is a little bit of all of those things, but a lot of it is to learn, right? I think, yeah. I remember, <laughs> I remember in Pasadena, you came up to me and said, I need to remember to dance. I need to remember to be me. And sometimes you, you lose that in that moment. And I'll let Tristan yeah. take it yeah. from here. But, but you said that to me right before I interviewed you. Like, I just need to remember to be me and dance and goofy and all that stuff. I was just going to say, in my experience, you can have an athlete say this competition is just for learning and it doesn't matter how many times you get him to say that they want to win. Like that's, <laughs> it's just, nobody wants to learn. Like they want to learn, but they're competitors. Like they I, want I know to go win. Like that. Yeah. A hundred percent. Hi Jamie. Uh, <laughs> and, and it's as a coach, you want that and you want that competitive fire. I am perfectly okay having the conversation of the reminder that we're not peaked for this. This is not our season. These are the reasons we're doing this competition, you know, whatever. And like, to me, that's just kind of part of it because all the competitive athletes I have coached, Hattie, Kelly, no matter the level, um, they want to do their best and they want to win or they want to do the best that they can. And I want that. I want them to have that mentality, you know? Um, so I think that's just kind of part of it. And then stepping back after and making sure you go back and you pull the lessons out and you pull the learning out and think about like, okay, like, was I able to kind of bounce back or, you know, was I, did this workout really bleed over into the next day and, and things like that. So. Yeah. So, and I, I agree with you with that mentality is like, I think that's where my confidence could go up is, is believing in myself or, or wanting to win because my whole life competing, it's like, sure, there was that, that back of the head, like I want to win, but there, 
then there was another part of me being like, no, you're not good enough to win. Like, let's just do the best that we can do, you know? So then I kind of learned to not really think that like, oh, you want to win so bad. I mean, sure. It was there in the back of my head, but I do agree. Like I want to have that mentality of, no, I want to win, but also being able to fall back and being like, even if I didn't win, what can we learn from this? Right. And what can we do better? And yeah. It's a dichotomy, right? It's a, like what we just talked about and how, it's so important for an athlete to have that is completely the opposite of what we talked about five minutes ago with low expectations, right? It's a, you, you have to do this like balancing act thing where it's like, I want to win, but it doesn't define who I am. What's in my control. What's not in my control, even though I want this thing that's not entirely in my control, really, really bad. Like it's hard. Yeah. And I want to, I want to dive into a piece of that in a second. But I do want to address some of the comments. Chelsea Miller says, wanting to win should be baked into the DNA of a competitor. I I think that is evident clearly with Hattie and just about every other competitor I know that that is baked in. Um, then it's controlling it. And when... <laughs> right. So then Jay Birch says, as much as people don't like the word test for competition events, that is exactly what they are. We study, we train. We see how well we we prepared via a test. Assessments are done for evaluation. Coming from an educator, Jay Birch, teacher. So, so then you have day one where you're, you're managing not meeting expectations. Day two comes and you get on a roll and that avalanche that that ball coming down the the mountain with snow is building and building then how do you control the confidence again when everything's going away i just keep rolling with it i guess <laughs> i mean again like i take the next day as a new day um and each event as a new event because there were things again on the last day that didn't go the way I wanted, but I was proud of myself. You know, I tried to take out things that I was still proud of myself with. And um, yeah, that's just something I need to learn to do on the first day um, a little bit more, I think, because yeah, Atlas Games a couple of years ago, same thing happened. Like the first day didn't go the way that I had wanted. Um, but again, my mindset coach was like, he's like really hard on me. So I always text him for him to like figure it out for me, (laughs) but he doesn't ever do that. He makes me figure it out, which I am mad at him for. But in the end, I'm like, oh yeah, okay. This is what needs to happen. But yeah, he always says like, focus on what you control, figure out your shit pretty much. And then I end up having the best time of my life. Like the second day at Atlas games, there was another thing that didn't go my way, but I was so proud of myself for my efforts and my execution and all that. And that is what made me more confident and more, you know, do better um, on the, on the second and third day. And I think the same thing applies to Alpha is just, yeah, it gave me that boost of confidence, but I was able to be proud of myself even when things didn't go my way. So at some point you have to know you have a shot at winning. And and at the end of the weekend, right? And it comes down to it, 
that's probably an okay thing to then go for when it's in your sights and you, and it's fully within your capability to win. When did you know that this weekend? Um, like I had an idea on the second day, especially after winning the first two events on the second day. Um, but the third day, like I'm not very good with the point spread and all of that. And that's why like, it would be nice to have Tristan like there in my pocket so I could just pull him out and be like, I mean, I did on the phone, but at the same time, like because of the time difference, there was a point where, like, yeah, it was like the middle of the day. So he would have been asleep, but I was so grateful for one guy. He actually like MCs at the games and he was helping me. And he was just like, cause we were talking about something that had happened on the handstand workout where I got a costly no rep. And like, even the MC that was there, he was like, you should appeal that because I watched the whole thing. And that was a really smart move on your move. And it was not a no rep. So I was going to go to them, but then at the same time, the other two people, they were like, no, the point with the point spread, like you're going to win unless you like really shit the bed. But even then, like you're probably still going to win. And I had no idea. I was like, Oh no, I'm like 80 points ahead. You know, they could get ahead. And I had no idea that that, I thought that that was like really close. And I thought that, and so I was like, are you guys sure? Like, I don't know what to do. And he was like, just, just do your thing on the next two workouts. You're going to be fine. And I was like, okay. And I still was stressing about it though, but they assured me that I was going to be fine. So yeah. It was on the, the second event, before the second event on the third day that I was like, oh, okay, I can just like, he, he literally just looked at me and was like, just have fun, go out and have fun, you know, like do what you do and go have fun. And then when you do have fun, do you feel you perform better? For sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm still hard on myself a little bit, but I, yeah, when I go out and just like, yeah, do what I do. It's definitely better. I think anyone would really. <laughs> I, I wanted you just to say it because I think we all do that. We all overstress. We and we all perform better for relaxed. Stress does a little bit of stress is probably okay. A lot of stress yeah. is not okay. Um for sure. So anyway. So you get to the end of the weekend and you get to stand on top of the podium. So in that moment, what are your reflections after this up and down weekend? I mean, in that moment, I was just trying to soak it all in because it's, you know, something that I always strive for is to do the best that I can do. And, um, that moment I was just trying to soak it all in and you know have fun with the two girls on my side it was a good race on that last day especially with those two girls because they were fighting for those that second and third spot so yeah it, I usually reflect you know like a couple days later I just kind of let it soak in for the first couple days but I was just trying to enjoy every moment of it and just I think the biggest thing was being proud of myself for my efforts and, you know, the way that the whole weekend went. And I guess the biggest thing was like, yeah, because of the first day not going my way, I think it kind of went through my mind that, hey, you can, you can still have a not so great event or a couple not so great events and be on top. So, you know, you need to 
focus on what you can control and be be a little less hard on myself, I guess. So Tristan, being halfway around the world, your athlete has just won. How do you soak it in from that far away? Or a coach well, is not mean, allowed to soak it in. No, no, we could we can soak it in for sure. Uh I mean, I was really proud of her. I had some confidence that she was going to win a little bit earlier than she did. Um, so I was just kind of like, I mean, I was checking my phone first thing in the morning, like when I would wake up, uh, you know, and then when I woke up that next morning, I immediately checked my phone and was like, yes, like, okay, like we're, you know, cause then it's actually done and like, everything's good. Like she didn't get hurt or anything crazy. Um, so I didn't love not being there, you know, just there's a little bit of like, obviously I don't have control over anything that happens, but um, being seven hours in different time was definitely different than anything I've ever done before. Um, but no, I was really happy. I mean, I text her on, you know, WhatsApp and we messaged a little bit and told her to go have fun and enjoy it. And I kind of sat back and, thought about what we had done leading up and things like that while I was getting my morning started and just reflected on that stuff. And I was just really, really proud of her for battling back kind of after that first day, she did so good on the third day or on the second day on moving day. And, you know, I kind of soaked it in as well. The victory is never mine. Like the accomplishments never mine. And I sit squarely in that. I probably have my own, whole bag of expectation and things like that to unpack with somebody one day about my own brain. But I don't like, I don't know. I don't ruminate on stuff too much in that sense. I was really proud of her for getting the win and I knew she could do it and was looking back at what we had done and what we could learn from for the next one for that. So Jay Birch says, uh, Hattie, win, lose or draw. Sounds like you have a lot to be proud of. Thank you. So my, this is the most serious question I'm going to ask you. Do you wear the medal around just to let Jake know that you're a champion? <laughs> yeah, and I sing, I am a champion, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I can just say, like, you see, you see that like I'm a champion. Like, can you go get me dinner? Yeah, I should. I should do that. <laughs> yeah. Had him carry me home too. <laughs> I get to ride the uh, scooter today. I get to drive it. Yeah. <laughs> You're on the back, buddy. Um. Oh. So the the thing looks huge. I know you you are a smaller athlete, but that thing looks massive. Um, is it heavy? This my head. Um, it's not too heavy, but I mean, yeah, it's heavy enough. You do feel it on your neck weighing you down a little bit. It's crazy. <laughs> I was not expecting it to be that big. Is it going to have a home display to be displayed somewhere or will it just be in your sock I mean, drawer? Like... <laughs> For a while it'll be in my sock drawer, but, uh, just because Jake and I don't really have a home back home, right? Like we don't have our own house right now, but I mean, we have big plans on having 
a house someday. So I, I'm sentimental. He's not very, but I keep all my medals and all that. So I think I'll have some kind of display for all of my medals and stuff. Um, that's just kind of what I've always done. So, yeah. Very cool. Uh, so was Elfit a very typical CrossFit competition or were there different things because of the setting you were in? Um, it's pretty typical, but they also had um, like, I think seven or nine other events, which I didn't really see much of because I was kind of just focusing on recovering and chilling. Um, I went back to the hotel a couple of the times, um, but I think it started on the second day, but they had like strongman. I saw a little bit of the strongman. There was juniors. They had like an aquathon. Um, they had like a rowathon. Um, yeah, a bunch of different stuff. So it's pretty cool that they do that. So it's a big festival all going on at the same time. Yeah. And the place that it's at is insane. It's huge. It's got, yeah, the swimming pool. It's got, um, like, the sand pit where we did the sprint. Um, and then there was, like, a big warm-up area in the middle. There was a huge track that goes around, like, a walking track. That's where we ran um, our 5K. Yeah, it's a big complex. But it's in, a, like, a new developing city, which I've never really been in before. And there was, like, nothing really going around so it was very barren. I don't know. It was, it was kind of weird as well, but it, it was a really cool complex that it was at. So Chelsea Miller says, now you just need to need a sword. And so yeah. it's kind of an inside joke. I interviewed an athlete last week who won MacFest, and they give a sword to the winner. Oh, that's cool. And, and she was saying it was the coolest thing she's ever won in her life. My so. friend actually just won one of like the bodybuilding shows and she got a sword too. Swords I got an axe at Ken West, but uh, didn't get to bring it home. Didn't get to bring anything home. <laughs> yeah, can you... The issue with, with the winning the sword is you can't get it on a plane. Yeah, I know. So How do you... You had to actually box it and FedEx it and like pay extra because it was a weapon and... But yeah. yeah well... At least she got to bring it home. You brought up the sand pit and that spurred something in my brain. When you posted the video of you winning the sprint, I got fired up. Because <laughs> that me up too. I was like <laughs> there's very few things. Like I ran track and then there's very few things that are more exhilarating than beating somebody in a foot race. For sure. Oh man, it was so exhilarating. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Oh man, it was so fun. I want to do it again. Thirty-one seconds. So it was just a down and back, all out. So it was to the middle cone, around, back to the front, and then all the way down and back. So you had to go to the middle cone first. And then this is just the yeah, end yeah. of the Athlete. Yeah, right. <laughs> she looked like a wide receiver yeah. making a cut. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that was sick. 
I hate and whirling and spinning. I was like, okay, I think, okay, all right, let's go. <laughs> it was just like in slow mo because I just, again, the confidence thing. I don't know how, why I didn't think. No, you can win this. I was expecting to see the girls like ahead of me, and I would have to run past them, but I like wasn't. So I was just like, okay, you just gotta keep this going. Let's go. So, what was your favorite event of the weekend? I I couldn't really tell you. They all had their own. Like that one was so exhilarating. It was so much fun. The first one was pretty cool because I had never done horizontal pegboards before. And I love burpee box jump overs. And the boxes were like almost as high as I am. So, um, yeah, I don't know. They were all pretty fun. I think either number one, the sprint, or maybe the last one, three-headed dog was fun just because it does have ring muscle-ups in it. And I love ring muscle-ups and snatches. Well, you said I didn't show you jacked enough, so I thought I'd throw this up. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. Just to show, show your ripped biceps. Uh, that's good. So, but anyway. yeah, they were all pretty great events. I even messaged Justin Kotler after and was like, "Dude, awesome events. That was fun." I wish he could have been so there, but they do all the programming because there were some questions yeah. about that. Yeah, they did. Okay, cool. And then here's the horizontal pegboard you mentioned. And what was, was it much different than a vertical? Did you? What? Yeah, for sure yeah. it was. Um, I mean, I found it, I found it almost easier for some reason, just because I've had a hard time I don't do I do pegboards a lot so I guess I don't really know but this was it was crazy because my last one was the easiest and it was fast and I yeah like went out with one two three holes like I don't know it was it was different for sure you kind of had to like swing your way over and then make sure you're ready the biggest thing that I told myself was don't move unless you're confident that you have it. Like don't bring the, the pegboard out because when I practiced it the day before, which was the first time I had ever tried it, my heart was just racing. I got it on my first try, but then I tried it a couple times after and I couldn't get it um, because my heart was just racing and I was yeah too nervous. Um, so I'm glad that I tried it again and didn't make it just so I kind of knew what not to do in the workout. You just have to stay really calm during it. And did you have to get from black line to black line, I'm assuming? Yeah. yeah. Both hands have to be on the other side of that black line. And like and some guys, someone told me like some guys were trying to go like way too far. So you just try to take it like a couple of holes at a time. But my last one, I was like, okay, I'm gonna because we we're um, seated alphabetically. I knew that there might have been other people in the first a couple um, uh, heats that could beat me. So I was like, "Okay, you're you, you're feeling confident on this thing. Let's skip a couple more holes." And I was able to, and yeah, it felt really cool. You had to do D balls at the pool. Yeah. 
we have to do 50 ground overhead with them and then 50 squats with a 200 meter swim on either side. And that fatigued you to get back in the water? I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, cool. like, it looked like a fun event. Look, was it well run? Yeah, it was well run. Um, there was like, we were supposed to go to another place on the first day to do like a run. Uh, I think it was oh yeah, kayak run. And then we were supposed to do like an open water swim as well. But something happened with, I don't know, they said it's too dangerous, maybe sharks. I want to think that it was sharks. Because it was funny, the night before I had a dream that I was doing the open water swim. And I'm looking down and I see the shark coming up. And I'm like, not today. And I just punched him right in the nose. And him and I had a full um, brawl in the water. And then finally he went, and I kept swimming, <laughs> and then that happened that it got <laughs> that it got uh, canceled. So I like to think it was because of sharks. <laughs> Makes sense. Well, they were probably afraid of what you were going to do to the shark. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I when you're saying that, all I can think of is like the TikTok or the reels or whatever, where you see the person showing you how to defend yourself on a shark and like just yeah. grab the nose and gently guide it to the side and then the little kid pops up going that's bullshit that's bullshit. <laughs> oh that's good no you yeah. punch him you punch him you grab it by the neck <laughs> and they don't really have a neck but uh chelsea miller said that's an awesome dream absolutely yeah it was pretty good i mean sharks are my favorite animal so I hated that I was punching him, but I was like, dude, I'm winning this event, so get away from me. <laughs> Step off. Yeah. <laughs> That's that competitor wanting to win. Yep. Yeah. Taking sharks out. <laughs> so you're in Egypt. You did some sightseeing as well. What was the coolest thing you saw while you were there? The pyramids and being in a balloon ride. Those are two things I crossed off my bucket list and they're both just amazing. Like it was insane looking up at those pyramids. How the hell did they make these things? It was crazy. And all for one tomb. Like we went in the big one to his tomb and it's like they built this for just one guy to just lay his dead body in. You believe it was the aliens? Probably was. <laughs> so there's there's balloons. Yeah, balloon ride is so cool. That is super cool. Because I'm used to helicopters from firefighting, and those things are so loud and bumpy. And as soon as you start going up in the balloon, it's just so serene, quiet, super cool. There is a, a pyramid at the beginning of this video. Does it appear again? Oh, there no, we go. it doesn't. But there's, yeah, right there. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Little little plug for your sponsorship. Yeah. Little Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. We stayed at a hotel right beside them, and you could just see them every time you're eating breakfast. 
Did you ride a camel? I did. <laughs> they got me. It wasn't very long, <laughs> but I had to try it. I mean, people ride horses all the time. I feel like you have to try it pretty much, there. Yeah. Pretty much their horse is a camel. So let's wrap this up with you get the win. You learn, you learn a little bit more about yourself during the weekend for both of you and you can take turns however you want. So what does this mean now going into the 2024 CrossFit game season? You go first. Stoked. Just stoked my fire. I mean, competitions always do that. Just makes you, you know, it makes me more excited and ready to, I texted Tristan. I was like, I'm ready to get fit as funk. Can I swear on here? I can't remember, (laughs) but I'm ready to get, fit AF and just strong and ready to go. I have a couple of nickels, like I said before, and we're working those out and then I'm ready to freaking rock. <laughs> nickels? Niggles. I don't know why I call them niggles, niggles. but I just call them Are those like, like nagging little injuries? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Niggles. That's new for me I, too. I'll have to use that in a sentence tomorrow and see if I get any <laughs> weird looks. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Uh, I think for me on, you know, kind of the nuts and bolts side, I'm really glad that she had the experience she did where she has some confidence going into the season, um, learn some things from the competition to take forward into the season. And then I, of course, have more data now to look back on, on how she did with what we did and how she felt with what we did and how do we need to change things moving forward um, and just make sure that we can try to set her up for the most success when the season gets here uh, so she can perform at her best when it, when it counts, you know, for the kind of the big show. So for me, that's, if we take away like <clears throat> the lessons athlete learns, athletes learn and, and more competition experience and things like that, like that's a huge reason I enjoy having athletes do some off-season competitions is it's a it's a dry run basically for how to prepare them for a competition and then like what did we feel went well what did we feel didn't go well like what do we need to work on and that's been a big process Hattie and I in particular have been working on um ever since semifinals and I feel really good about kind of what we've learned over the from Elfit and then the summer um to prepare her for the season and you were doing this under less than optimal communication. Yeah. Setup, yeah. Right. Halfway yeah. around the world, different days, sometimes night and day different. What do you think that's going to, do you think that's going to help when you are together at like a semifinal or a quarterfinal? Oh yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think yeah. I think so even more than this previous season just because you the longer you coach somebody the easier it is to learn like their tells right and like also kind of have like that running calculator in your head of like no we've done enough versus when you're just meeting somebody and just coaching them for the first time or the first couple months it's like oh well, like I'm tired 
but I, you know, we're supposed to do this. And like now, you know, 365 days later, theoretically going into the season, I've been working with Hattie long enough and listening to Hattie. And like, we've had enough conversations to where I feel pretty good about us being able to have really easy conversations of like, no, this is like, we're good or no, let's kind of change this and maybe do something else. Or like knowing how to change those things on the fly. Um, mm-hmm. It's just so much easier in person than that time delay. Right. It's when you have to do those things and you're, a day's difference in time. It's like, well, I, you know, I wasn't sure if this was the right call. So I did this and it's like, okay, well she did that. So I'm going to change this and like, da 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 da, like all that stuff. So when we're in person, I think it'll be a lot easier. So the key question is when you fix the niggles, are you going to be fit as a fiddle? <laughs> That's good. Yes. <laughs> And Jay Birch is asking, so no more comps until the open. No, there's a in-house one that I haven't told Tristan about here in Bali that like <laughs> maybe, but <laughs> <sighs> but probably not. <laughs> is that like the Ollie one that you signed up for? Like the beginner got bumped to the expert um and still podium? <laughs> Uh, no, this one's uh, like a crossfit comp. That was a weightlifting comp, comp, but that was pretty fun, pretty, pretty cool experience. But yeah, this one's just a fun uh, wanderlust is putting it on, and yeah, it's like a two day comp. I think they're doing uh pairs, so girl, girl, guy, guy. Um, you can yeah, do it, we'll if, see. you can do it if Jake does it with you. <laughs> I actually asked them, I was like, hey, can I identify as a male if um, I do it with Aaron? Because my friend from Korea is here. We're, yeah. I'm training with him. And yeah, so we'll see. They actually were going to let me do it last year, compete in the guys' division. <laughs> You'd be all right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I loved how Tristan's head dropped when you said, well, there might be an in-house one that I haven't told him about. No, it's funny because this is apparently a theme with athletes who are competing at high levels because I've had now this and then there have been several other athletes that they were just like, hey, like I'm going to be back at my gym in my hometown and there's this like little in-house comp and it's, you know, it's just like a day, like it's partner. Can I do it? And I'm just like, (laughs) it's Thursday. That's in two days. Like You did not mention this anytime prior so apparently to higher level athletes it's just like yeah we'll, we'll just go do it it's fine it's just there right we don't have to i mean it. it's in like three two three weeks so at least i'm giving you a little more yeah <laughs> a decent heads up yeah i i think okay. the uh, i'm actually just volunteer I, I think the hidden part of the headline here is that you're going to identify as a man. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> if, if you want a good clickbait title, yeah. there you go. Eddie <laughs> Canyon is considering identifying as a man. Oh. <laughs> I, oh, that would be so funny. Oh, that would be the best. <laughs> oh. Well, guys, this has been a blast. 
Um, I'm so, so happy for you, Hattie. Um, Thank you so I, much. I kept checking the leaderboard to see where you were at. Um, I probably didn't lose as much sleep as Tristan that weekend, um, but I did uh, check the leaderboard frequently, see where my friend had landed, and uh, so proud that you won the whole thing and glad you got to enjoy some cool time in Egypt. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And with that, um, we will thank you, everybody in the chat. You guys are killing it tonight with your jokes and puns and all that. We love you to death. With that, we will see everybody next time on Fitness and Fun in Bali with Hattie Canyo. Bye, guys. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C, the number four energy.com. That's C4energy.com. And now back to the interview. <laughs>